What's up, folks? This is another episode of the Dialogic Podcast being brought to you by Trick J. Thomas of Trick J. Thomas Photo. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Check out my Twitter. I'm doing it, baby. You know it. Every day, a little bit better, a little bit stronger. All my push-ups, 500 a day. Starting to pay off. Can really feel the strength developing. Today, I wanted to to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart, a very important topic, a topic that's very important to you. It is criticism. Now, the title of this episode is called Be Your Own Best Critic. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before, that sometimes we are our own worst critics, meaning that we're more harsh on ourselves than anybody else. You know, that's where perfectionism comes in. That's where self-doubt, self-hatred, self-loathing, all of those things come into play when we are our own worst critic. But the thing is, I think we have a uh, misunderstanding of what it means to be a critic and what it mean what does it mean to be a good critic? Now, I've come over time to realize that there are people in the world I don't know if there's a lot of them, but I definitely know there's one of them who is are more critical of me than I am. But the thing is, it's not coming from a place of knowledge. It's not coming from a place of understanding. It's not coming from a place of wanting to help you improve. You know, it's coming from a sad place, a bad place, an angry place, a mad place. And you have to learn how to discern between what is good criticism and what is just somebody venting, somebody who has their own problems and they want to find a scapegoat. And anytime you put yourself out in the public, you run the risk of being that scapegoat to somebody else. So what do you do about that? You know, you put out a podcast, you put up a website, you put out some Instagram posts, you just act in your life, you are who you are, you do what you do, you take action. And nobody's perfect. So everyone is able to be criticized. Now, it doesn't mean that we should be criticized, though. What's the point of the criticism? How do we take the criticism and make ourselves better? I think most people who are serious about their work, want to improve. And I know I do. I want to get better and better and better. And I'm headed for greatness. You know, I have aspirations to be an all-time great. And that's that's what I want to do. Nothing short of that will, will satisfy me. Although I am extremely happy along the way. The whole process is joyful to me. I enjoy 
my work. I enjoy the products of my work, the fruits of my labor, the benefits that come from working hard. All of that gives me pleasure, gives me joy, gives me happiness, and I love it. But ultimately, I strive to do better. I want to do better than I've done before. That urge is still in me. That itch is still unscratched. And, you know, that's why I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I got the idea from Jocko Willink, but the execution comes from me. It comes from my own drive to be better, my drive to get on top of the things that I want to accomplish and not let them pile up on top of me. I have a lot of dreams, a lot of goals, a lot of aspirations, and when you do something on your own, when you are your own boss, you have to be even more resilient. You have to be even more steadfast in your determination to make it happen because there's nobody else to blame. There's nobody else to make it happen. But that's something that has been with me for a long time because that's what it is to be an artist. Being an artist is like being a business person. You know, they're very much the same thing. You have to make it happen. You have to start from scratch. Nobody's gonna tell you if it's right or wrong, or they're gonna tell you if they think it's wrong, but you have to make a determination as to whether or not you wanna believe them. You know, are they coming from a place of jealousy? Are they coming from a place of envy? Or are they coming from a place of true understanding? And if you're doing anything that's really worthwhile, nobody's really going to understand you at first. So you have to have extra strength resolution, but at the same time, you don't want to be delusional. You don't want to be blindly believing in your own progress. You need to have some sort of checks. You need to have some way of acknowledging when you are off because every day you're going to have victories. You're going to have losses. You're going to make mistakes. And the important thing is to own your mistakes. You know, you have to, you have to live up to the fact that you didn't do everything the best that it could be done. And that is going to be difficult sometimes. But it's really going to pay off because that means that you're going to know yourself better. When you understand your own mistakes, then you can also improve them. But more importantly than improving them, you know what they are. So if somebody else comes to you and says, hey man, I think you should trim your beard. You go, yeah, I know that. I look in the mirror. I know my beard's untrimmed. I know I need a haircut, but you know what? This is my friggin' rally beard. I'm not shaving this right now because I'm on such a roll. You can call me pastrami, baby. I'm not cutting my hair because the same reason, you know, it's, I've got bigger fish to fry. I've got other things on my plate. And I like the fact that I look like I don't really care that much about how I look because I don't. That's authentically me. You know, I care about how I am, what I do, who I am. And I get up early, I do push-ups, and I work hard all day. Some days I go to bed, <clears throat> one o'clock, I get up at 4.30. That's not enough sleep, you know? That would be a place where I could give myself some positive criticism. 
sleep is important. What I'm trying to work on now is getting to bed with enough time to give myself enough sleep. You know, I've come to find that about six hours is kind of the sweet spot for me. Five is okay. Four is eh, not quite enough. Three and a half, that's just not enough. I need more than that. Otherwise, I will actually find myself falling asleep during the middle of the day. And that's not cool. But you know what? Since I started getting up early and doing these push-ups, I find myself with more energy and less tired than I was when I was kind of in a little bit of a rut. I had stopped doing my push-ups for a little while and I was getting up a little bit later. I find that the enthusiasm I get from being productive actually gives me more energy. You know, it's like they say, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. And I say, if you want to feel good, be aggressively creative. That's going to be the topic of my next podcast. Be aggressively creative. But right now I want to talk about how you can be your own best critic. Now this is one of the things that you learn in art school, in graduate school. Criticism is a key component to those, those studies, those endeavors. And generally it just means being self-reflective, looking at your work, thinking of thinking about how you could have done it better. Now, one of, the first, one of the first steps in that direction is working consciously, having an awareness of what you're doing. You know, especially as a photographer, it's so easy, too tempting to just go out and snap a bunch of shots and just fire away and pray and spray and hope that you get something good and then come back and spend hours looking through your photos and trying to figure out if you got the right shot. But what you really should do is every time you have a session and you take some photos, you should be consciously composing the photographs that you want. You should know your keepers before you get back to your computer. And then when you're looking at your photographs and you see you identify those keepers, which hopefully you already knew were there, then you start to ask yourself the questions of, how could this be improved? How could I do this better? What about this is lacking? What about this could be sharper? What about this could have more contrast or fit the theme of what I'm trying to do in a more succinct way? How could I simplify this? What is distracting about this? You know, you ask yourself those questions. And then you take those things and you carry them with you so that the next time you're out in the field and you're composing shots, you ask yourself those questions while you're composing the shots. You know, that's one of the first things you need to ask, especially when you're doing portraiture, because you might see the light is great, the colors look wonderful, but you always need to ask yourself, what looks wrong with this photograph? What's wrong with this shot? because you can make a little tiny adjustment that's gonna save you from having either a mediocre shot or a great shot. For example, maybe your model has her hairband on her wrist and photoshopping that thing off is going to be a pain and then it's not gonna look quite right. You know, when you could just say, hey, you have a hairband on your wrist, could you hand that to me or, you know, what's going on with that? Something that simple is, you know, important. The details matter. 
So you always need to ask yourself as you're photographing, first you need to be conscious, conscious of what you're photographing. You need to compose your shots mindfully so that you know before you go back to your computer which photographs were the good ones. Then, as you're composing mindfully your shot, you need to ask yourself, not just what am I trying to achieve here? What is the, the look that I want? What is the angle that I'm going for? How is this flattering or not? You need to ask yourself, what's wrong with this photo? What are the flaws? What are the things that are, people are gonna notice? What am I gonna notice later and go, oh, I wish that wasn't there, or oh, this could have been better if, you know, so that's part of being your own best critic is finding the things that can actually improve the work that you're working on. Now, being your own best critic also means weeding through all of the other critics that are out there and determining which ones have something valid to say and which ones are just being nasty or mean. And there's plenty of them out there and there's no end to the reason why they may be doing what they're doing, but you're not a psychoanalyst. You don't need to figure out what's causing them their problems. You just need to know whether or not to take them seriously. And I think that's pretty easy, actually. You know, I think that it's easy to make that, to make that judgment to figure out if they are coming from a good place or not. But the hard thing is to let it go because there's this temptation. It's like we're almost drawn to the negativity and we wanna believe, we wanna improve, we don't wanna be caught out with our fly down. We wanna know if there's spinach in our teeth. So we wanna know what the negative talk about us is. But really I think we know when somebody's just doing it because they're, they're being a hateful, spiteful little twerp and if they are, you know, that is a moment where we can have compassion. That's a moment where we can say, oh, my brother, my sister, you must be hurting. What's going on with you? You know, and do that in a genuine way. Do that in a way that is sincere and not defensive, not reactionary, not coming from your own place of, hurt and hate, you know, sometimes when we first start out on this path of being an artist, of making things and putting them in the public, we can take it so personally, we can take it so to heart that it hurts so much that it just makes us mad, you know, and it's like, it's like somebody putting their hands on your kid or something, all of a sudden you're just, what the, what the heck, you're just ready to go. But if you can just say, I mean, it's just your art, it's just your expression. It's not going to be hurt by their words, you know? You don't have to let it affect you, and it's not gonna affect your photograph at all. So you can just step aside, you know? Let the bull pass, and then you don't have to go for the kill. You don't have to kill the bull. You can, you can, you can just disarm it, you can you can give it what it wants because what it really wants is some attention. It wants to know how to get better itself. You know, most critics want to be artists and they just have given up. And you can, 
you can remind them of that without being mean, but you can just remind them that they have dreams too and they want something better for themselves and their children and their family too. And they can see you as an inspiration instead of as a threat, you know? It's that, that thing when, when we're able to turn competition into motivation, you know? Fear plays a big part in all of this, you know? Fear and a scarcity mentality. But when we decide that we're going to work as hard as we humanly can because we love the work we do and we have our goals at heart and we're going to pursue them doggedly, aggressively. We're not gonna take no for an answer. I mean, when somebody tells us no, we're going to respect that, but we're not gonna let that stop us from reaching our goal. You know, there's other avenues, there's other people, there's other businesses, there's other opportunities. And just because one door is closed to you doesn't mean that it's always gonna be closed to you. I mean, timing is, very important. Timing is key. Timing is crucial. And sometimes luck isn't on your side. So you have to take your, take your hits and, you know, lick your wounds and heal and get up again tomorrow at 430 and start all over again. And just make something happen. Make something good happen. Be creative and you know, don't be too hard on yourself. That's where being a good critic comes into play. You know, you want to be discerning. You want to be intelligent. You want to be smart about what you do. You don't want to be delusional. You want to have a clear sense of your value. But you don't want to let that hold you back from getting up early tomorrow and trying even harder than you did today. So you have to have a certain kindness towards yourself and that's what being a good critic is. It's saying, you know, everything can be improved. Nothing is perfect, but if something is 95% good, you know, let's call it an A. Let's not dwell on the 5% that's not good. Let's call it an A and say, dude, you got an A. That's amazing. You must have worked really hard to, to achieve such a, a stellar product. I can really tell that you cared about this. I can really tell that you worked hard on this. Now, these were some little mistakes you made. You weren't perfect. There were things that could have been answered differently. There were, there were decisions that could have been made that would have actually made it even better. And you can learn from that. But don't discourage yourself. Use your criticism as a way of growing and as a way of encouraging yourself. But you have to own both your failures and your successes. And if you do something that is great, that is 95% of what you hope to achieve, give yourself some credit. Give yourself some merit. Acknowledge the merit that you have achieved. You have to celebrate your victories even while you look at the 5% that could be changed, you know? And, and then think about a time when you failed pretty miserably and you say it was 50% of what you had hoped to achieve. That's the time to be careful with your criticism too because it's too much that you could talk about. There's too much 
that could have been better. And that's a time when you are extremely vulnerable to discouragement because clearly you need to change something about the path you're on. But that's a time when you might feel like you want to abandon your path altogether. So again, that's the time to say, you know what? You showed up. You tried. You got something done. It wasn't enough. You need to do better. These are the things that you need to do better, but good on you for being there, for showing up, for having something that you did. You know? Something is better than nothing. So... Anyways, that's a message that I wanted to get out to my friends who are working on their projects. And, you know, I believe in competition. I mean, I think it can be healthy and unhealthy, but overall, I think that it's good to want to strive to be the best. You know, but I mean, honestly, being happy is more important than being the best. But in some ways, it's like, the journey to be the best can bring you happiness. If it doesn't, abandon it. Who cares, you know? It doesn't really matter that you're the best if you're miserable. That isn't the goal. But if you like growth, if growing excites you, if improving makes you feel good, then competition can be used to your advantage. And shoot for the top try to be the best you know if you are making t-shirts compare yourself to supreme but don't beat yourself up if you're not there yet you know you still got to do the work every day you got to put in in the hours every day so you have to keep up your spirits you have to have a certain level of enthusiasm for the work and if you get discouraged because you say, you know, I don't have that many followers, I don't have that many people trying to buy my t-shirts, et cetera, et cetera, that's not going to help you. You got to figure out what criticism is going to be helpful to you, you know, and so you can say, okay, maybe this next season I want to try to simplify my, my design and my colorway so that it's a little more uniform, it's a little bit more easy to recognize my stuff. Or, you know, if you're doing paintings, say, you know, I, I want to get a little more diverse in what I'm doing. I want to have something that's a little wilder, a little more energetic, a little more spirited. You know, and you don't compare yourself to Marlene Dumas. You don't compare yourself to Chuck Close. You don't compare yourself to the greats, but you compete with them. Do you understand what I'm saying? That There's a difference between competing with and comparing to. And that might be, that might seem like semantics to you because how do you compete with somebody if you don't really compare yourself to them? How do you know if you've surpassed them if you don't compare yourself to them? But it's like, who, I, I forget where I heard this. This was in a podcast I listened to last week. I'll try to remember who it was and, and key you into that, but. Whomever it was, the idea is very valid. It's like in a horse race, 
you need to be, you don't look at the other horse. If you're a horse in a horse race, you don't look at the other horse. You compete against the other horse. But while the race is happening, you look at the finish line. You look at the goal and you run your ass off. It's not going to help you to, to look over and say, oh, look at that shiny saddle over there. Oh my gosh, look at that. Some hor This horse has been getting massages. This horse has been eating some good oats. Hey, you got what you got and you did what you did. And now it's the time to race. So you need to focus on the track. You need to focus on the finish line. And you need to run your ass off. And then when it's all said and done, you'll know where you place. But during the process of making it happen, 100% of your energy should be focused on that. Making it happen. So anyways, I know there's a lot of you out there who are trying to start your own business, who are working on art projects, who are involved in things where you are your own boss, you are your own motivator, you are your own critic. So I just wanted to remind you that we can be our own worst critic, but we can also be our own best critic. So be a loving critic, be a helpful critic, be a nurturing critic. And most of all, be a critic who wants you to succeed. And uh, that's it for now. That's it for tonight. Signing off. Dialogic Podcast. This is Jake J. Thomas of Jake J. Thomas Photo. I'm going to go listen to some Gary V's book, Crushing It. I'll be up at 4.30 tomorrow morning. And uh, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate your support. I have a Patreon account that's going to be coming out in two weeks. And if you like what I'm doing, it'll give you the opportunity to contribute and, and help it all go forward. Much love to you all out there. I wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. And remember, be your own best critic. Peace.